Amen. And Jesus stands on the outside knocking, wanting you to open the door and let him in. You know, he don't break into a man's life and heart. He made man from the very beginning a free moral agent. Amen. He never have overpowered man to come into his life. You heard people talk about it. You heard men talk about being so important in God's sight that he just give them extra things and just come down and do such extra things to get them. God isn't that kind of a God. He loves every man. He loves every woman, every boy, and every girl, just alike. Praise the Lord. And he saves us all alike. What it takes to save me, what it takes to save you, it'll take it to save the president. Praise the Lord. And so, God, tonight, you hold the keys to the kingdom. The door is locked inside of your heart. Jesus stands on the outside and knocks. And he said, whosoever will, amen, let him come in. Let him come in. So we've got to unlock the door. <clears throat> and that key is, one of them is the key of faith. Praise the Lord. You've got to believe. Amen. Turn a key of faith and believe that God, amen, will save you. Another one is a key of repentance. And that key is to quit a thing, turn around, reform, praise the Lord, and let God come in. So it's up to us tonight, as I stated in the beginning, God made a man a free moral agent when he placed that only tree in the Garden of Eden. The tree of knowledge, good and evil, when he placed it there, he made Adam and Eve free moral agents. Said, you can eat of all the fruit of every tree in this garden, except that one tree. And there was many trees in that garden. Said, you can eat of all the fru uh, fruit of every tree in the garden except that one. It says, don't do it. it. says, the day you eat of that fruit of that tree, you're going to die. You'll go to hell. If you're lost, you can't blame no man but yourself. Praise the Lord. A lot of people would say, well, I would do so and so. I would be saved, but so and so hinders me. We all have hindrances in this life. I've had them. You'll have them. We all have them. Praise the Lord. But if we let those things come between us and God, we're to blame. Amen. We must humble our heart and let Jesus come in. We've got a very familiar message for you tonight, and we won't hold you very long. I don't feel like I was just sitting there looking back over the congregation, and I saw... Some men, and I saw some boys, and I saw some girls that really need the Holy Ghost. And I saw just one or two or three that looked to me like they really wanted the Holy Ghost tonight. And they don't want it 
too much worse than I want to see them get it. That's right. And they don't want it any worse than God wants to give it to them. But if it is mean, it is left up to me, and God says, here's the Holy Ghost, Brother McGee. You take it in your hand. When they come to the altar, you give it to them. I expect I'd give it to them. Praise the Lord. You'd say, would you love them any better than God loves them? No, sir. Amen. God loves them. Loves everybody better than man. Well, why wouldn't God give the Holy Ghost to a person before I would? Because God can't go over his word. God cannot lie. That's one thing that God cannot do. Praise the Lord. And he won't go over his word. He's got a plan, and he's got the commandments. He's got it in his word, and we've got to meet that condition before God gives us the Holy Ghost. We've got to have faith, we've got to love everybody, and we've got to die out to this world of sin and forget almost that we're living in this world. Praise the Lord. Right, I know by experience. The night God saved me by the Holy Ghost, just a young man, a young boy. I had a lot of friends, surely I did. A lot of them. Not no great, lot of, not a thousand maybe. I didn't know that many young people, I don't reckon. I imagine I did know a good many too. But anyhow, if I had many enemies, I didn't know it. But I had a lot of young friends that I went with and around and about and had a little streak of pride in me. And I really didn't want them to see me shout and maybe pray, you see. But before I got the Holy Ghost, I had to die out to this world and get that little streak of pride out of my life. Amen. And it didn't make me no difference if Ruth and Con and Jim and Walt, Cleve and Clyde and all those fellas did see me. Praise the Lord. Amen. I wanted the Holy Ghost. And lying prostrate in the floor, died out to this world, and forgot they were anywhere around me. Praise the Lord. God saved me. God give me the Holy Ghost. And it was such a wonderful thing, amen, till I still got it tonight. And that was over 50 years ago, praise the Lord. Brother Weeks mentioned that I had been preaching 50 years. Well, I haven't been preaching 50 years. I've been preaching a little over 48 years, but I've had the Holy Ghost a little over 50 years, amen. It's two years almost before ever I preached a sermon or called myself preaching. I was Sunday school superintendent and conducted prayer meetings and all like that, but yet I didn't call myself preaching for about two years. 
because I wanted to be sure of my calling. And I knew that God would make the way for me. And every little opportunity that I got, whether it was under a tree or in a cotton house, or whether it was out on the right of way where I was working or where it was at, I was ready to preach. Praise the Lord to anybody. Thank the Lord. And God will open the way if we have that desire and feel that calling. God will open the way. Praise the Lord. But I'm here tonight, and I thank God for the miles that I've made, Sister McGee and myself. I'm glad of these miles that we've made. I'm glad of the valleys that we've gone through. I'm glad of the hills that we went over. I'm glad of the bridges that we've crossed. Praise the Lord, and I'm glad that we're nearing home. And I'm pretty sure I feel that way tonight, that if God had given me my choice to go back in the very beginning and come over the same road, or I could go ahead from where I'm at now, I'd just start right where I'm at tonight and go on. Because there has been a lot of joy along the way, but there has been some sorrows and some heartache and some pain. Praise the Lord. In these years that I've been here in this church, I've had a lot of joy. People have made me happy a lot of times. That's right. They've made me happy a lot of times like they have today. But then I've had my heart broken too. Maybe I shouldn't say that, but I've had this old heart broken many times. Because I loved the people, and they didn't understand me. They didn't understand me and God. They didn't understand that I, as a pastor that I had to stand against the sin that might be happening in our church. Praise the Lord. You folks say praise the Lord. Therefore, it seems sometimes that maybe our best friends would be turned us down. And if you, as a Christian, you know how you feel when that happens. Praise the Lord. It hurts your heart. It hurts you. Praise the Lord. But as Brother Hyde said tonight, I, that touched me. He said that he wanted, uh, didn't want to uh, have an enemy in this world. And he wanted to forgive all of his enemies if he had one. He didn't want them holding up against him. That's the way I feel about it, too. Praise the Lord. I want to make it through. Thank God. So this brief talk that I'm going to give you tonight, when I start reading the scripture, you're going to quote it with me. Beginning about the 20th or 19th verse, the 16th chapter of St. Luke's writing. There was a certain rich man, which was clothed in purple and fine linen and fired sumptuously every day. And there was a certain beggar named Lazarus, which was laid at his gate full of sores, and desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table, 
Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sore. And it came to pass that the beggar died and was carried by the angels into Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried. And in hell he lifted up his eyes, being in torment, and seeth Abraham afar off, and Lazarus in his bosom. And he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me, and send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in water, and cool my tongue, for I am tormented in this flame. But Abraham said, Son, Remember thou, in thy lifetime receivest thou good things, likewise Lazarus evil things, but now he is comforted, and thou art tormented. And besides all this, between us and you there is a great gust fit, so that they which would pass from hence to you cannot, neither can they pass to us that would come from sin. Then said I, Pray thee therefore, Father, that thou wouldest send him to my father's house, for I have five brethren, that he may testify unto them, lest they also come into this place of torment. Abraham said unto him, They have Moses and the prophets, let them hear them. And he said, Nay, Father Abraham. But if one went unto them from the dead, they will repent. And he said unto him, If they hear not Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded, though one rose from the dead. Now I'd like to turn to read with this scripture, another scripture in the seventh chapter of Matthew's writing. Before I name my thought tonight. The 13th and 14th, maybe the 15th verses. Enter ye in at the straight gate. For wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction. Many there be which go in thereat. Because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. Beware of false prophets, which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are raving wolves. Ye shall know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes of thorns, or figs of thistles? I should take for my thought tonight will be this, the two worlds, the two worlds. You know, many of us tonight, if we don't like, we'll make it up in our mind that there isn't but one world, and that's this one. If we believe that there is another world, we act like we don't believe it. Praise the Lord. The reason why that we act like that, I guess, Dear people, is because we're so careless about it. But there is two worlds, and there is two lives. One man and two roads. 
Praise the Lord. Two words. There is one man. Tonight you are one man. And that man part that I'm speaking about of you tonight is going to live somewhere. Praise the Lord. It's living right here in this world now. This world. Right down here in this old body of clay that ain't worth anything. Praise the Lord. These old bodies that we love so and that we cherish so and we let get offended so easily. Praise the Lord. And that we pet them so. Praise the Lord. That's right. Everybody look at me and smile. We want to take care of them so. We want to feather our nest and let them retire one of these days and get a big easy chair and take it easy. Praise the Lord. That man, that inward man, is living in that old body of clay. And when it gets to hurting, we're going to try to do something about it. Amen. One of them old teeth gets to hurting, we're going to do something about it. Praise the Lord. We take the area, we're going to do something about it. We take the arthritis, we're going to do something about it. Say, praise the Lord. That's nature, I guess. And we will do something about it. That, but that soul, that soul that's living in this old body, there are people that's going to live in this old body here just a few years. I guess Perhaps I'm right. But Brother Hyde reaching the age of 33, I mean 83, tonight, today, I believe it was his birthday. 83 years old. Perhaps he's the oldest man in this house. But to think back over his life, I think back over the 68 years I've lived, soon be 69. And it seems like a dream. Just seems like it was yesterday. Praise the Lord. Same way, no doubt, with Brother Hyde. And soon we'll come to the end of life's journey. The end of life's journey. But that inward man, when we come to the end of this road, is going to live somewhere in another world. In another world. God give us this beautiful world. I thank God for this world. Say praise the Lord. I try to make good out of this world. Say, praise the Lord. I, I don't know why. I don't know why. My boys talked to me this evening. I want you all to pray for them boys. I believe this meeting today has meant a lot to my family. I believe this meeting that y'all sponsored for me and Sister McGee has meant a lot to them and also has meant a lot to a lot of people. I believe that. 
And I talked to them as they were talking to me a little. And we began to, my brother was with me. I don't know, some of you might have met him. He came, was late getting here. He came up to the house and he was talking to me. I'm about, uh, oh, I guess 18 or 19 years older than my brother. And uh, he was talking to me. He said, why, did you make your garden this year? And I said, yes, I did. Then the boys got to talking. They said, Dad's going to get out there and push that old push plow. Amen. Says one of these days, somebody's going to have to go out there and pick him up. Amen. Well, maybe so. I don't know. But it's just in me and Brother Johnny Rutland. We love this old world God gives us. We love to see the beans grow. That's right. There's nothing in the world I like better. There are people more than I do. Uh, I like to preach better than anything. That's the reason I hold this along sometimes. But I like to preach. But then the next thing I like I love Sister McGee. Praise the Lord. But the next thing I like as far as this world is concerned, I love people. I do. I love to see them live for God. But I'm talking about the natural earth and the natural world. I just love to see things grow on God's green earth. Nothing I like any better than go down and uh, drive a stick up beside the tomato plant, whether I will ever eat the tomato off of it or not, and then watch it grow. Thank God. Amen. Or drive a hole and put a bean pole up there and see the butter beans run up the pole if somebody do pick them for me. Say praise the Lord. That's right. I sure do. I just love to see it. I'm saying this to get to my point. I just love to see God. I love God's earth and I love God's world. Praise the Lord. I love the nature of God's earth. I love to go down and maybe it's hot weather and I'm a sweat and thank the Lord and just go down and the old world and a little fishing pole. Thank God. Went down there with my grandson. We were coming out, got to the mouth of Big Creek, we said, Papa, there looks like there may be a little trout right over here in this hole, let's stop here. We were coming out to the house. We pulled up side of a log, and he caught a hold of it, and we had uh, two cold drinks in the box. He handed me one, take one himself, and I, maybe y'all don't like this kind of preaching, but I was just laying my foundation. And I put a live minnow on that hook and throwed it out there, and it began to wiggle around. He said, Papa, that thing will be out of sight in a minute. You better put that drink down. And about that time, a crowd about two pounds hit that, and that cork went out of sight. And I got a thrill, thank God. You say, why, Brother McGee? Well, I love God's nature. I love this world. He's God. But I do know that I've got to leave this world one of these days. And I know that that soul, that inward man, that John McGee, 
that's been uh, here on this earth, there are people that love God's nature in this beautiful world that we're living in and on. I know if I've got to prepare it to go to another world. Y'all may not like this tonight. But we've got to go to another world one of these days and we better not let all this come between us and God. Praise the Lord. That's right. We've got to love the world, but we've got to love God. I'm not talking about the sins of the world. Praise the Lord. But I'm talking about the good things that God has prepared for us. And this old body is going to go back to the dust of the earth, but that inward man is going to live on somewhere. One of these days, if Jesus tarries long enough, sometimes I wonder if he's going to tarry that long. I'm sincere about it. I used to, 30 years ago, when I first come to this church, and way before then, I didn't think that I'd ever live to see the taking away of the bride of Christ. There were so many things the Bible spoke about that would have to come to pass before the Lord come back to this earth. Prophecy. God said, well, that won't all come to pass before I'm gone. But in the last 30 years, there are people there has been so much prophecy in the Bible fulfilled and so many things has been done that beyond the reason of man and beyond the expectation of man. Who'd ever thought 15 or 20 years ago that man would ever got on the moon? I didn't. I didn't believe it. They praise the Lord. That's right. Who'd ever thought it? Somebody said, well, they didn't. Well, I don't know. They said they did. Praise the Lord. But who'd ever thought that it got there? All this, dear people, is an index finger pointing to the soon coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I believe tonight that I can be living, brother, when he catches his bride away. Praise the Lord. But if I'm not living when he comes, Praise the Lord, dear people, I want to say this tonight, that it won't be very much longer till he'll be after you. He's going to catch his bride out of this world and take us away from here, and we're going to have to go to another world. And what I started to say, if God calls me as an individual out of this world and not with his bride, only just as I come out of the grave. I believe I'll go with him. I believe that the old grave is holding me over here at this little hill view, more hillside or whatever you call it. Yeah, people, I believe that mound won't hold me. I'll come out and go with him when you go. But if I'm lying there and someday they might roll a little old casket up here some kind, I don't know what kind Sister McGee want me to have, but anyhow, if they did, I want you to just look over there and say, well, that's the old temple, that's the old fleshly body that Brother McGee lived in. Amen. He's gone to another world. He's gone to another world. You see? 
We're going to that world. Now, there's two roads that lead to another world. And there's two places when you leave this world that you can go into the other world. You say, Brother McGee, what kind of places? The Bible teaches us that there is a place of rest, a place of happiness, a place of peace. It teaches us, dear people, that there is heaven, a city with its streets of solid gold. It teaches us that the gates are pearl and the walls are jasper. Praise the Lord. It teaches us that there is a tree that grows by the river and the leaves are for the healings of the nation. Praise God. It teaches us that Jesus will be there. Thank God. Brother, but then this word teaches us too. Brother, down that broad road that I read about, down that broad road that there is a lake afar that's waiting for all them that love not God. Say, praise the Lord. You say, oh, Brother McGee, I love the Lord. Jesus said, he that said that he loved me and keep not my commandments is a lie and the truth is not in Say, praise the Lord. And he says, this is my commandment, that you love one another. Is this all right? Praise the Lord. So tonight, I'm trying to impress upon you that you're preparing yourself tonight for one of those places. Now, as I read that this rich man, uh, Brother Jerry brought this out the other night. I'll tell you, that boy really brought a good talk here last Saturday, last night, as a week ago. He kind of brought it out about the rich man and Lazarus here. I enjoyed it very much. Seemed like Brother Blackburn mentioned something about it last night. But I want to say, dear people, that this rich man, he had a change. He lived in this world. He had everything that was good. Praise the Lord. Brother, he had on the robe of purple. Oh, he fared comfortably. Everything that he needed in this life, he had it. Praise the Lord. And just no doubt he was just as happy as he could be. Praise the Lord. But the Lord laid his gate. Praise the Lord. You should know, Brother McGee, the Lord wasn't there. Yes, sir, the Lord was there. The Lord was laying at his gate in Lazarus. Praise the Lord. The Lord is laying at our gate. Praise the Lord, and we just don't know him. Thank God. There's many a person that we could help. There's a lot of people that we could have, a lot of people that we could speak to, and a lot of people we could persuade, perhaps. The Lord is laying there. That old rich man, he came out at that gate. Maybe that was the only gate he had. And he'd come out at that gate and push him aside with his foot. Shove the Lord aside. You say, oh, what a horrible man. That's what a lot of you are going to do here tonight. Y'all may not like me, 
You're going to walk out at this door. Amen. You will first meet with the side. Amen. All I talk in my heart that I learned. I don't need no personal child. You're going to trample in some good wife or some good mother. Praise the Lord. Lazarus, he died. But you know what he had for Paul there? Some angels. I don't know who take my old body out there and throw it in the brush pile somewhere or what happened to it. But some of that inward man that's going to live somewhere in one of the, in that other world. Praise the Lord. Brother God, this text. Some angels down for Paul bears to go down yonder, he said, and let us get back. Praise God. Amen. Praise the Lord. Something that happened to me, I want some of you precious deacons or somebody around here, you men that I love so, amen, to be my Paul bear. Yes, sir, with this old body. But I want you to remember this. I believe the angels are going to be taking you all. Praise God. You just go to your own body around and see what you can do. Sit down and talk like a foolish man. You call it that. But I mean it in my heart. Amen. The Lord, brother, I won't be too long with you going over that. That other word. Keep it in, brother Jonathan. Praise God. All right. I want them angels to come down when I do and get me. Praise the Lord. They got Lazarus. Take him on up to Abraham's bosom. That old rich man died. Amen. And they buried him. Buried him. And in hell, in hell, he lifted up his eyes. Praise the Lord. There is a hell. Don't you let these no-hell people tell you ain't one. There is a hell. There's a blue-blazing brimstone hell. A lake of fire. Praise the Lord. And there'll be a day, dear people, that we'll be cast into that lake of fire if we fail God. Amen. This fellow, the grave is called hell. I know that. But in the grave, it's torture to a lost person. Did you know to be confined? There are people and to think about that soul still living and think about, oh, I wish I was back at that Pentecostal church. Oh, I would I was back up there and had a chance to pray. Here I am bound in this grave to the resurrection day. Amen. There are people that's telling us. I don't have a chance now to pray. I've lost my opportunity. Y'all may not like for me to talk like this tonight, but that's the way it's going to be. Amen. But he looked up, he said, I'm tormented in these flames. Send Lazarus, send him, send him. But he couldn't come. Abraham said, son, that he can't come back there. That even if he could, 
uh, wanted to, there's a gulf fixed between us and you. Then he couldn't go. Said you couldn't come here. Yeah, people tonight, there's a gulf fixed that man can't cross over. That's the reason why that I said tonight, maybe I'd save you if I could before Jesus would. Because I haven't made the words that he's made. And Jesus is the only Savior. And all that he's ever called me to do is to preach his word. Preach his word. And the only way you'll ever be saved is through his word. Oh, I can sing. I love beautiful singing. I tell you today, praise the Lord, I just wanted to cry like a baby. Beautiful singing. All of them sing, praise the Lord. That little wheat girl that sang here today. She sang a beautiful song, didn't she? Peggy, I believe it was. That song that Barstow boy sang, it just touched my heart. The girls, uh, the song the trio sing, the song the quartet sing. I don't know where I was just full or what, but oh, I just wanted to bawl my eyes out here. Praise the Lord. Care people, but listen. Listen to me. Even this rich man, he cried too. He cried. But I want to do my crying here on this earth, don't you? Amen. I want to get ready to leave this old world. He cried. And brother, he prayed. And he remembered. You know what your soul is, your soul is tonight? I'm going to preach on the heart of your soul one these nights. Your soul's got a heart, just like this old body's got a heart. When you speak of the heart of man, you're not talking about that little old ball that's beating the blood through the veins of this old body. Hey, man, the heart of your soul is never going to quit beating. Praise the Lord. It's your mind and your thoughts. Out of the abundance of the heart, what? Your mouth speaketh. Your thoughts. Praise the Lord. Your words. Amen. I could tell you a lot more, but I won't right now. But all tonight, saints, I, I know you're not taking this too good tonight. But I'm trying to warn you that you're headed to another world. And there is two roads. One of them is a broad road. The other is a narrow path. That leads to life eternal. The other one is the broad road that leads to destruction. And this rich man, he said, Sin Lazarus, that he may dip his finger in water and cool my tongue. You say, Brother McGee, that was just a parable Jesus was talking about. No, sir. When he spoke of a parable, he says, The kingdom of heaven or the kingdom of God is like unto a fisherman that cast his net out. Or it's like unto five or ten virgins, five of wives and five fools and so on. Or it was like a marriage feast and so on. But here he says there was a rich man. There was a rich man. And that thing happened in Moses' time. You can go on down and uh, here and when he said, Send Lazarus to thee, I've got some more brothers. It's mine. Had a conscience, began to think. He said, You know, I've got five more brothers back there in that world. He said, Send Lazarus back there and preach to them. 
Tell them to get ready to. Don't come to this place. This is a terrible place. I'm tormented. You know what Abraham said? Amen. He said, son, they've got Moses and they've got the prophet. You see, it was in Moses' time. They've got Moses. They've got the prophet. If you won't hear them, if one was raised from the dead, they wouldn't have it. If you fellas won't have this tonight, if it is old Brother McGee preaching to you, amen, if one was to rise from the dead, you'd walk out and leave. Praise God. Say, praise the Lord. Why? Because you're going to have to be saved through the Word of God. Through the Word of God. God's Word will save you. As I started to say in the beginning, these beautiful songs will touch your heart, will mellow your heart, dear people, and get you ready. But you never get saved through beautiful singing. Say, praise the Lord. Everybody say, praise the Lord. Singing never saves a man. It mellows his heart. Amen. I've had people to come to me and they say, Oh, Brother McGee, my thing and get people saved. There are people that are about as much as you're preaching and song. Well, maybe it does. But singing never saves a man. It might mellow his heart up. I give this illustration I've told you before. I'll give it again. Singing is like soaking your beans before you cook them. It mellows your heart. You folks say amen. Thank God. So tonight, dear people, I love good singing, as I said, and it mellows my heart. It's me tore all the pieces, thank God. But I know it's going to take the word of God. It's going to take God's truth, dear people, to save me when I leave this whole world. Praise the Lord. Everybody say praise the Lord. Wave your hand and just worship God. Then he said, send him back. He said, though one be raised from the dead, they won't hear Moses and the prophets. They won't hear him. Praise the Lord. That other world, that other world. Now, coming to close here, I'm going to give you a chance to pray. We're traveling one of those roads tonight. There's two roads, spiritually speaking. One of them is a broad road. The Bible said, I read it, and you'll hear it. The other one is a narrow path that leads to life eternal. This path, this road is so narrow that leads to life eternal. They can't but one traveler, but they have to two travelers. Amen. And that's Jesus and you. Yes, one man can walk that narrow path. And the way Jesus goes with you, in your heart and your life, it's God. Let's step this way. Don't look side. Don't look to this side. Make your step this way. Make your step this way. Satan's stepping on this road. Stepping on this road. Whispering in your ear. He's there. Five times. Step over here. Oh, brother. Oh, brother. Oh, Amen. Become this Amen. Amen.
but he walked that narrow path, no steps straight ahead of him. Don't look at that. Don't listen to that voice. Walk on. Walk on with God. Walk on with God. Say, praise the Lord, folks. Praise the Lord. Amen. I've had people right here in the last year or so come to me. One brother especially. He come to me and he said, I don't know where I'll go back to the altar or not. I want the Holy Ghost. I don't know where I'll go back there or not. I said, why? He said, well, some of them take me and some of them spit on me and some of them does this and some does that. I said, brother, when you want the Holy Ghost, you know, you don't care if they spit all over you. Thank God you're doing it. And that's right. You folks say not like what I'm saying. But when we get hungry enough, brother, we don't care if they scream, holler, and jump, and what they do. Praise God. Amen. I, I won't help, don't you? You folks say amen or owe me or something here tonight. I want it. I want it. And that narrow path. But then that broad road, it reaches way out there. And there's hundreds of people just traveling along. They all crowded up. Amen. There's drinking. Daughters were born unto men, and the sons of God saw that the daughters of men were fair. They took unto them wives as they chose. And he said, the very imagination of man's heart become evil. And God began to warn them. He says, my spirit shall not always strive with man. My spirit will not always.